I'm Liza. I'm Riz. And this is the Little Sleep. Much reading podcast. And finally, from so little sleeping and so much reading, his brain dried up and he went completely out of his mind. And this is my new pit. <laughs> it was like much reading podcast. <laughs> what if we did the whole entire thing in the Jasper the doll voice? That would be so funny. That would be really silly, really goofy, and also <laughs> hilarious. Hilarious. Wait, did I tell you I'm being Jigsaw for Halloween? No, but I love that. I thought you were going to okay. be Louis the Pumpkin. I was going to be Louis the Pumpkin, but then I thought that would be like a lot of work because I think it would be way cooler to do like a paper mache head mm-hmm. with like a funny, like kind of hot, regular outfit, all black or something. But I already basically have all the bits and pieces for Jigsaw. So today I just went and got like a little red bow and some white gloves and then I'll just do the makeup and that'll be easy. Cute. Did you decide what you guys are doing? Not really, but I think we're going to be Mothman and he's going to be the Jersey Devil. He like okay, mentioned that- it to me yesterday and I was like, are you sure? And he said, yeah. So I was like, okay. Mothman? Mothman. I think that'll be really cute. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Um, Have you seen Doctor Sleep? Yes. Okay, because I'm thinking of watching it later. Oh, it's great. Okay, I'm excited. Okay, because it like it's on HBO, and I was like, maybe I should watch that. And then I was thinking about it because we were talking about The Shining mm-hmm. because of I can't remember. What, oh, it was because I was reading that book. Um, but also, you haven't started The Fall of the House of Usher yet. No. Okay, then whenever you do watch it, let me know if you think that August Dupin counts as a trope of, like, the Black detective. Mm -hmm. Because I think he does. And I really want someone to do a study that's, like, the black detective versus the like mystical black person Mm -hmm. and to compare and to compare the two throughout movies and literature and tv because i think it would be really fucking interesting that would be but yeah that's my nonsense slay do you have any nonsense do i have any nonsense you know what i've been thinking about a lot lately what Oh, I feel like there's like a new wave of feminism going on where mm. women are like more aware or more like talking about women things. Yeah. And I mean like like you know how I feel like with feminism it's like if someone if if I'm talking about myself and I'm like, "Well, I'm really pretty and I'm smart and I'm funny." People are like, "Oh, she said she's pretty first. But, like, I feel like there's a new thing with women where we're, like, 
no, but I am pretty. But I'm like embracing the fact that like I can be pretty and I can say that first. Right. Like we're celebrating like, yeah, I like makeup. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I'm like silly goofy. Like, yes, I hit the curb. There's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? Like celebrating feminine um, like tropes almost. Yes. Like reclaiming them instead of um, trying to shed them because it's like wrong to claim something that maybe feminism didn't necessarily like create or whatever. Exactly. Yes. Like girl math and girl dinner too, I mm-hmm. think. Don't you feel like those like this is like a new like wave of feminism or something? Yeah, and I wonder if it has a lot to do with the age of the internet. Yeah. And girlies so. just like being themselves on TikTok and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. I like that. Me too. It makes me kind of happy. Gaslight, gatekeep, girl boss. Girl boss. Girl. So that's and what I was thinking about. That. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. I love it, actually. We love that. I we love eat that it. up. I ate them right the fuck up. <laughs> you watched Bones and All? No. Oh my god. I'm terrible. I'm so behind in everything. You gotta get on that one. You should do House of Usher first. Mm-hmm. But you should watch Bones and All at, at some point. Because that's what that when Timmy says, I ate him right the fuck up. It's like one of my favorite moments in, in cinematic yeah. history. Last night I was trying to get Nick to watch a scary movie or a scary show. And I gave him options. And I was like, well, this one's really scary. This one's medium scary. And he's like, Okay, not the really scary one. And I was like, okay. But then I thought about it and I was like, I actually really want to watch the Great Pottery Showdown. Great Pottery. Is Great Pottery Showdown like Great British Bake Off? Yes, it's British people and everything. It's just like it. Okay, I'm going to probably watch that But it's like pottery and ceramics and the stuff that they make is so fun and so cool. You should take a pottery class because I think you would make really weird good pottery i want to so bad there's one that happens and i just have never like it goes like it sells it sells out really fast the classes i've yeah. never been able to catch it i always miss it but one day one day i will my sister's boyfriend was terrified of cocaine bear and i was like you need to not you need to do something about that because in choice that's not scary Mm-mm. Barbarian's not scary either, but I think it's more scary than Cocaine Bear. Yes. Yes. The fuck? But also, we talked... Did we talk about this? I didn't like Barbarian. I didn't like it either. Okay. Okay. Good. 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 Annie I liked actually, it. Annie liked it. Jess liked it. I hated it. I didn't, I didn't care for it at all. I thought there were so many cool things that they could have done, and they didn't. They took it such a weird... I 100% agree with you. Which, like, I, when Annie talks about it, I'm like, okay, I like it more because she puts, like, a really good feminist spin on it. Which right. I understand that they're trying to do that, but I don't think it comes out enough. I don't think they did a good enough job. No, they didn't. And 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 that's my whole big thing is, like, when you feel like you could write a better version of the movie, it's bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, a movie is good when you're like, no, that's good. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't, like... 
excellent. Nothing I would change. Exactly. Um, so yeah, barbarian is not for me. Speaking of horror, did you read horror? Horror, feminism, did you feminism? Period. Mine not so much. No. Mine not at all. Yours is is it's horror. Societal. Society. It's societal. And that's really interesting, actually, to talk about that, too, because I'm really excited that yours was feminist because I actually have a little bit of a problem with the way women were portrayed in mine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited. Um, let's get into it. Like, what was the theme first. this? Oh, theme was pocket-sized baby books. Pocket-sized baby books. So not just... Not just thin but also small small little small small baby um so i read i need to make sure i have this name and then i woke up by malcolm devlin mm-hmm. and what did you read? i read the house guest by amparo davila And this book was sitting, this is just an aside, this book was sitting on the table last night, and Nick was like, that cover is so good. And I was like, it is. I love the cover of that book. It is, it is so good. It's, it's, it's really good. And I don't own that. Like, I really want to own it. You should own it. It's cheap. It's, yeah. That's the other thing about baby, um pocket size baby books is um they're usually cheaper mm-hmm. usually i paid it's 14.95 i paid seven bucks seven yeah seven well mine was on mine was on my kindle so i actually don't even get to know the actual price, but I think it would have been cheap if I mm-hmm. um if I bought it as a real. Yeah, I think I paid maybe eight or nine dollars for, um, and then I woke up, so it had to be like sixteen, eighteen, probably yeah. less. It was probably less. Yeah. Actually, now I'm thinking about it. I. This is also tangent tangential. Is that a word? Tan Yes. Um, tangential. Books are getting so expensive and it makes me really sad. It makes me want to die, actually. Like hardcovers being thirty dollars now make me want to go, no, don't do that. Mm-mm. So that's a sad thing that's going on. Yeah. Anyway. Wants to go first. Um do you want to go first? I'll go first. Yeah. So mine is a collection of short stories, house guests and other stories. Um, and we first read the house guests together in a class that we took in college. And I was like, this is fire. This is so good and creepy and weird. Um. Yeah. So since it's like a collection of short stories, I didn't really follow the 
um, thing the scale too closely. But because obviously, like, some stories don't read the same as other stories. So it's going to be like an overall thing, but you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, everyone look up the cover because it's really, really fun. Um, so for readability and interest, I gave this like a seven. There were some stories that were slow, but like most of them are only like four pages. They're really quick and they're strange. There's like one story where this lady is convinced that her husband is cheating on her and she like is telling her guy friend about it and she's like but she's a toad and she croaks out my window at night and you're like what the frig is going on but she's serious it's like it's just like bizarre but like in the best ways um so i think like those things really keep you engaged even though i do think her her well we'll get into this with the next one but some of it like the writing style is it feels a tiny bit dated, um, which made me like slow down again at some points. But overall, it was pretty quick. Um, and I don't really think it's I just think it's it's going to sound terrible. I think it's her fault. She was born in like the 20s. Um so it just be like that but I still like it and I still read this book and I'm like wow this is so feminist and this is so cool and this is so good in a weird way um so yeah for language and style I gave it like a 6.5 because I love it love the weirdness love the you know the story she's coming up with and all that but like I said it does feel a little bit dated so I rated it a little low there um nothing to report on form it is a a collection of short stories and like i said some of them are really long some of them are like two pages long um one thing i like to think about when i read short stories is the order in which the stories are put like the house guest the 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 namesake of the book is actually the second story in it which is kind of funny (laughs) um And, and like, the names in here of the other stories, like, you're like, oh, it's probably just the house guest because all the other names suck. No, like, one is The Last Summer, The Funeral, End of a Struggle, Fragment of a Diary. Like, there's so many good ones in here that this could have been named anything, really. So it's kind of fun that they picked that. And also there's a part in the house guests that I wish I would have um, marked so that I can actually read the direct quote. But I didn't because I'm silly goofy. But it is right here. It's where she says, my husband thought of me as something like a piece of furniture, one that you're used to seeing in a particular spot, but that doesn't make the slightest impression. And the cover is a pink chair. But the really interesting thing is um, the shadow of a chair looks like a person standing, which is really cool. And I think a lot of 
stories in this book heavily deal with paranoia. Um, so I think that's a huge sleigh. We love that. For shelfworthy, read again. Uh, this is like a nine, nine point five. I, I think the stories are great. I think this is something as a writer to kind of look back and reflect on and try to like dissect how she does what she does. Um, it's small, quick read, not expensive. I think there's a lot of stories in here that are going to stick with me. And interesting enough, even though I think that the writing is dated, there are stories in here that feel very modern, um, which it didn't come out that, it didn't, um, it wasn't released long ago. It was only 2009 when this came out. Yeah. So like, it's, even though her writing style is dated, the stories are modern. There's this one story in there, which I actually really liked, where it's like this girl, you never really get to know what it is, but she like wakes up and she comes down and she's just so like her life, whatever happened last night just changed her life completely. And she's terrified of going to bed. Um, and she starts like mentioning this, like a him a he who's visiting her at night and it terrifies her so she starts being more social and like hanging out with the family so she can stay up late and she meets this guy and they kind of like you know he like they talk all night and he keeps her up and she feels good like she feels like it, she's away from whatever thing is like scaring her at night um and he proposes to her and then they plan the wedding and she starts to like literally she like gets the ick <laughs> like she's like they're planning the wedding and she just gets so annoyed she's like every time I hear his voice I'm just like so annoyed I get so irritated for no reason and I hate all the questions he asked me about the wedding and like I literally don't care anymore and she gets the ick so badly for this man that she like starts going to bed earlier so she can deal with whatever he him thing that's been terrorizing her at night <laughs> i think it's so funny um i really like that story i think it's so funny so i just feel like it's like modern while also kind of not being which is a good mix i i definitely think it's shelf worthy plot i kind of skipped just because they're all separate stories um like i said a lot of it has to do with paranoia there's a lot of like feminist things in here there's a story about this girl who um meets this guy on a at a bus stop and he's like oh my god you're so beautiful and like wants to talk to her and she runs from him and is afraid of him and then convinces herself that he's gonna kill her but she still goes on a date with him and like lets him take her home and she's just like well this is my fate so if he's gonna murder me i'm just gonna give into it kind of thing but the whole time she's like well, I didn't hold his hand. So I'm not like the girls who they talk about on the news. And I'm not like the girls from the nightclub. It's like very bizarre, but it's like super feminist because she, the whole time she's like comparing herself to like a girl who she saw kiss her boyfriend in public and these girls from like this nightclub that she saw in this bar. And she's comparing herself to all these other girls and why they're wrong. But she's just like 
at the same time giving in to this man and like letting him take her on dates or whatever while she believes that he's gonna kill her um so it is like weirdly feminist the house guest obviously is iconic um there's just something about that where it's like two women coming together to like destroy this bigger evil that they see um which is it's just also good i'm trying to like talk about it without spoiling it but it's just also good um yeah and characterization i also skipped because there's so many different characters and so many different stories it just doesn't make sense to even rate that but yeah it's just so good um everything about it is great and I have such a fun time reading it and yeah I think everyone should go buy it I think it's really fun do you ever also think about like why like when there's a whole when there's a short story that's from a whole text rather than from like the New Yorker were like published online like do you consider like why the teacher picked that one out, out of the collection I was wondering that but I couldn't remember what we were talking about at the time like because didn't she used to pair our stories based on what theme or not theme what like device we were talking about at the time yeah wait but now i'm confused why did we read this in ghost in the machine or in studio neither we read this in horror and monstrosity we read it in you're so right why do i associate this with you know something because it feels like sam it feels like sam and it mm -hmm. also we read another story in Sam's class about a haunted house in Argentina. Do you remember that story? Mm -mm. And I, it, it's one of those things that's like, I'm really upset that I can't remember the name because it was cool, but I, I don't remember the name. I don't remember the author. When you look up the plot, it's like hard to find, but I think that's why I got confused because it's also like written by a Latin American woman, obviously also a haunted house which the house guest would you call that a haunted house tale i don't know it, it's not technically but it could it, it could be there's something about the haunted house where it or the haunted house about the um the house guest which almost feels like Like, like, off the bat, I want to say no, mm -hmm. because it's the house guest. Like, it's someone who was invited into their home, and that's the terror. But from the first sentence, you can tell that there's been something going on in the house longer than the house guest was there. Right. So that's why I'm like, perhaps it is. Because in it, otherwise, it would be like a monster text kind of, or 
almost like an invasion. Mm -hmm. I wonder what device, Su what was her name, Suzanne? Um, our horror and monstrosity teacher. I don't remember her first name. Either way, doesn't really fucking matter. I wonder what device she paired Paired it with because I can't I'm, really remember either. I have all my college stuff still. So I have to look through it. There, there's like a lot of stories about like weird happenings in the home in here. There's one where like this girl. She moved away from her family to go live in the capital and she comes back and like the family's all weird. And she like asks about everyone and like, oh, they're good. They're good. And she's like, how's Oscar? And they're like, he's fine. And Oscar's, I think their brother was never clarified, but he lives in the basement. No. Breaks things and terrorizes them. And like he he knows everything that's happening in the house at all times. So he has to get served his food first. And there's this really weird part That's where so um, scary. it's it's so strange. It's like so good though. Yeah. Um, there's this really weird part where if he's so like at night he comes out of the basement somehow and he'll just like go and stand in their rooms and just like watch them all while they sleep and they they have to like sleep really really still because they don't want him to get mad and then he'll go and if he's having a good night he'll water all the flower pots. And if he's having a bad night, he'll break them and smash them. But then in the morning, they have to go and buy new flowers or he'll be upset. He can't have, like, the next night he can't have one less than he had because he'll it, like, upsets him. Isn't that just, like, a strange detail where I'm like, okay, this is something way deeper than... And you have to think about also, like, the psychology of what was going on for the writer that made them write these kinds of stories mm -hmm. where something is off in the home yeah um because both of those sound to me like she was living in a situation that was just not good at mm -hmm. the time she was writing these like the feeling uneasy in a place that's supposed to be safe right that's so interesting also, before you said all that weird stuff that he did, why did it kind of remind me of Bruno? Doesn't he live in the walls in, in the movie? Yes. <laughs> um, in Canto. He, like, watches through the, the pictures. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to find this story online and send it to you because it's... I would love to read it. That one, that one might be my second favorite one, actually. That one's really good. He don't talk about Bruno. It was a wedding day. That movie it slaps. It's so good. Did it's Sylvia so good. like the, that movie? I got him to watch it a couple times, but I think that like when you like a movie too much, he's like, Ugh. right. So because I was enjoying it so much, he didn't want to watch it. Or like Coco, I love Coco. He won't watch. I Coco. love Coco. Coco <laughs> makes me want to kill myself though. Yes, I cry every time. Yeah, really but upsetting. He had <laughs> like so one good. week where he was obsessed with Encanto and that was it. Rip. Um, He likes trolls though. He loves trolls. Okay, and that's all that fucking matters. We play trolls in the car over and over and over again and he claps on beat. <laughs> good. That's all that matters. All that matters. Although don't stand Justin Timberlake. No, he's no. anti-vax. 
among other things. Among other things. Um. Okay. Hey, let's talk about maybe let's, zombies. Let's talk about maybe zombies. In and then I woke up by Malcolm Devlin. I have really complex feelings about this book because I think the plot was literally so good and it's this is maybe the most all over the place rating scale I've ever had in my life um so just to give people a summary uh this is a tiny little book that's like it's definitely horror but it's not actually scary and and he poses it kind of as a love story um the person narrating it poses it as a love story, um, which I think is really interesting as well. Um, but it takes place during a zombie apocalypse, but it's a very, 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 very different kind of zombie apocalypse than what you are used to. Um, so for readability, I gave this book a seven. I, I It took me, you could read it in one sitting easy peasy like I think I took two days to finish it only because I had other stuff to do but like I I could have sat down and and just plowed through the whole thing it's very short and you want to know what's going on because he really does you he does you crazy what you think is going on is really interesting and then what's actually going on is even more interesting um so it's great on that note for language and style, I'm giving this a 3.5. I thought the writing in this book overall was really poor. Um, and Marissa and I talked about it a little bit last week in that at one point I was like, oh, because I saw he he said he was European. Uh, and I said, oh, okay. So he English isn't his first language and he did there's no translator, so it wasn't translated. So the reason the writing's not great is because this person is from somewhere in Europe and they were writing in English. And like, that's that's a hard thing to do. And, and it, with that being said, they did a good job. He's British. So not the case. Therefore, they don't feel bad in the slightest being like this writing is arguably bad. Um, it did have moments and I decided when I was looking back at my notes that he's actually pretty good with imagery and like um like similes which is like a thing we don't actually talk about a lot that feels like something that you talk about a lot in education like primary and secondary education but you don't talk about it a lot in college for some reason um or later in life but he's like kind of good at that because I was looking back at this one quote Macy spoke and the world clarified as though her description of it served as a corrective lens like that kind of thing you're like oh like that was actually really a really smart way to describe something and I'll talk a little bit more about that later that he has a really like smart way of describing how and why things are happening um but overall the writing's not not good so if you're someone who's really just here for the interesting plot and concept but don't really care and here's the other thing because it's such a short book it doesn't really matter 
I don't think I could have read a 300 page book with writing like this but for this that's fine like it's okay um it's almost more like you're reading like a really long like creepypasta reddit thread or something like that um so for form I gave it a four um nothing interesting is happening um needs work feels a little aggressive but I just like don't really care about what's happening with the form there um shelf worthiness I also gave this a four because I do think it's worth reading um I do think it's worth, like, if you have a Kindle and you can just get it on your Kindle, I think it's worth it. If you can get it from a library, it's worth it. I'm not supposed to say this because I used to work in a bookstore, but if you want to read the whole thing in the bookstore, I think you could easily do that, too. We used to, where we, we and I never knew how to felt about this, but we, we were supposed to yell at people if they were just, like, sitting down reading a book, um, which it feels offensive to me because like I feel like a bookstore is a place where you should be able to read a book um but that was our whole bit at our bookstore we were like if like, the corporate was like it's not a library people can't just sit there and read the books um so do with that information what you will but I think you could read this whole thing in the bookstore and not not waste your money that being said like Marissa and I were talking about at the beginning it's probably pretty cheap so if you're like a horror fan and you like to collect things like this it's not like it's gonna break the bank or anything like that for plot I gave this an eight so that's actually rather high and it's because the plot of this book is pretty amazing okay I take that back the plot isn't that good either the concept is amazing and here's the thing about the plot I didn't need it to be the way that it was um and I don't know how to describe that to for someone who hasn't read the book yet but basically to make a long motherfucking story short spoiler alert <laughs> you think what's going on during the zombie apocalypse is that zombies are being cured which as a concept I love already it reminds me of warm bodies I also one time saw this really depressing I think it was it maybe had to come from reddit it was like a cartoon and it was about these zombies that had been like cured and then something happened where they were like killed and it was just going to look like they like turned it back into zombies again but they didn't so nobody was ever going to know that they were like people again which was really traumatizing to me for some reason um so I thought that's what was going on here not the case at all um and I guess maybe I won't spoil what the actual situation is just because it's such a weird twist um but I'll give you the spoiler that it what's happened what you think is happening is not happening the way the authors told that story um is not by any means the the best um first of all you kind of think at well you, it takes the form of what feels to your eye like a like a rehabilitation center basically like for addicts or something um and that's the setting of the book um and then it's told partially through there are some flashbacks and then 
um, these two characters specifically, like, leaving the rehabilitation center, um, going on a sort of odyssey to get to uh, this guy that the female character um, has a past with. That's the plot. What I gave an eight is this concept. Um, and I think it says a lot. I think, especially maybe reading this after a pandemic is really interesting. And I think it says a lot about the way people respond, how people receive information um, and how people respond to situations. One quote I really liked about it was, it wasn't the end of the world we it wasn't the end of the world we had imagined it wasn't some magical utopia either it was simply a place where life endured and i thought that was actually such an amazing way to describe the, what i'm guessing the end of the world would actually feel like or what the end of the world feels like cuz it kind of we are kind of at the end of the world um a little bit um obviously not in the same way that these people are um there's so many little moments like that where I just I think are really great here's another one that's close to the beginning um the crazy stuff was already sneaking in by then little cracks in the societal structure everyone stepped over with a little skip rather than stopping to figure out how to resolve it um stuff like that I just think he was actually really really clever um a lot of social commentary going on and again like I don't want to completely spoil what actually happens um but you just kind of have to read it to see what that social commentary is in the meantime I found another quote that I think is really I can use this to tell you a little bit about why the social commentary is so interesting without telling you what happens and it's a question basically is everyone caught up in their own fictions born of their own histories their own conversations their own media um i think that's i, I think that kind of says says a lot about the world we live in and therefore um the world this guy created so really cool stuff happening. Definitely worth the read for the concept alone. For characterization, <laughs> this was my least favorite part of the book, maybe. I gave this a three. Um, I think the narrator is pretty fucking unbearable. I think both the female characters are... First of all, I don't think this book passes the Bechtel test by any means way shape or form second of all both female characters he somehow did two manic pixie dream girls um which maybe that's a new record for such a short book i don't know if anybody's done that before the characterization is god awful um none of the women characters have any sort of rounded out personalities other than the manic pixie dream girl um aesthetic and to kind of serve this dude's narrative and then even when they do get background like they did these like terrible things that like obviously everybody's doing terrible things in this world but I'm like 
you manic pixie dream girl this woman and then turned her into a child killer as well which is like the sin of all sins for a woman specifically in literature um so I just thought that was fucked up also like I said I hate the narrator I think he's annoying as hell I read this whole book until like the last 15 pages thinking these were very young people um they're not they're full-ass grown-ass adults they're like 30 40 maybe even older years old and that's also troubling to me because a read the main character read like a teenage boy um like a Holden Caulfield almost kind of like not exactly but like a little that that genre of man and I found it uh extremely troubling that it was actually supposed to be like a 40 year old dude because that means that maybe some 40 year old dude's brains still operate in that um fashion and I hate that um so maybe the characterization isn't bad if that is true but I feel like it I don't know I did not like it it's one of those things that I I just almost wish like no offense to you Malcolm Devlin because your concept is great but I almost wish a better writer took your concept <laughs> and wrote a different book um because the concept is pretty revolutionary um but the execution is literally bad um I do think this book got a little bit of a cult following um I think a lot of people read it on TikTok um so I don't know maybe it could be made into like a tv show or a movie and they could do a better job with it I think it, it 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 speaks so much to the world that we are currently living in that I'd like this to be done better and then presented to a wider audience. Um, so maybe that's something that could like happen. Um, but yeah, that's my that's my thoughts on this one. Yeah, I really loved this is a book that i read back in july i loved the concept i thought it was so brilliant and there are definitely like parts of like i like in a way the way that he told the story i like that it starts in the rehab center i like how it jumps around in time period um i like those things but like yeah he's he's got He's got a lot going on and it's it's really interesting to have such a a socially aware book in a way be mm -hmm. so unaware. Mhm. Mm mhm. Um it's almost funny. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, the concept was just so brilliant that I was like, "Liza, you have to read this." Like so like it blew my mind. Yes, and you were absolutely right. There was also even parts, like, you're right, like, there was parts of the structure of it that I even liked, like, he had this repetition that would go, this is how it happened. Mm -hmm. And he would say that a lot throughout the book, and then it would change. Um, and, like, it would be the new, the new version of it. This is how it happened. This is, that was actually really cool. That's like so, so you almost wish, like, oh, my God, like, what if a weird someone with a really weird writing style 
just got this concept and that repetition mm-hmm. and rewrote the book still to be that short. Um, and it could take place in a rehabilitation center still. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many things about it that like you're like it was good. So yeah, I just have complex feelings about it. I want the concept to be longer, mm-hmm. but I don't want the writing to be longer. Yes. Yeah. And that's why I do think it could be an interesting sh- TV show, actually. But I don't yeah. know if we're doing too much of that with like The Last of Us and the new ver- the new season of The Walking Dead. Um, no one's watching The Walking Dead anymore. I know. There's like a new version and it's about like outbreak day in paris or something like that yeah boring um but so i don't know if we're overdoing um the zombies but i also like this quote they've outlasted the end of the world and so they're preparing themselves to build a new one Mm -hmm. like that feels like a really good way to sum up what happens in a dystopia um or after the dystopia even i love things that talk about the end of the world um me too so i do think if a republican read this book they'd be like their feelings would be hurt (laughs) that's what i'll say as another little spoiler um because i think that's kind of what he was maybe do you think that's what he was getting at a little bit yes okay yes okay um when was this actually written i'm looking it up i think it's 2021 but i'm not positive because if it was before covid this man is um psychic that would be kind of cool 2022 2022 okay so we good he's not Mm -hmm. um he's not a psychic so he probably wrote this based on off of covid oh yeah he had to have maybe not it takes a while to get a book published yeah yeah but that one's but that one's short and like do you remember like i feel like things were coming out about covid like four months into covid like Mm -hmm. like i feel like there's plenty of books out now that have that are the authors are like i wrote this because of covid um so i think he must have but there's one line in particular too that's like i don't want to say the whole thing but it's like you were the reason this happened to you is if like uh weak or stupid or angry you're like susceptible um and i think that's the part where he was like listen um conservative people you are crazy and knowing that he was from england maybe does make things clearer because i think english people had a similar response to covid that we did in america yeah um yeah And I think they have a lot of problems over there now, too, like we have in America and also like Brexit and all that stuff. Um, So. That was a bit of a of a non sequitur, but that's that on that. 
Slay. Slay for pocket size week. Love it. What are we doing next week? Next week is anatomy. Anatomy. Right. It's actually Grey's Anatomy. Um, Grey's Anatomy. Um, I was just looking up the person um, who wrote my book for next week, so I can say her name properly. Um, what are you reading? No, what am I reading? Oh, I think this was like one that I wasn't sure if I'm gonna read, but I think I'm gonna read "Stiff" by Mary Roach, with which is a nonfiction book. But and, we'll see. Yes, and I do. I read that book. And I enjoy it. Good. That's my plan. Um, I'm reading a short story collection um, by an Irish writer called Eyes, Guts, Throat, Bones um, by Moira Fowley. And I'm very excited because it's obviously body horror. Um, and as you can tell by the title, it's like anatomy uh short stories but there's some cool things going on in it that i'll talk about next week and also i was just looking at the tags and the tags are dystopian fiction horror fiction and lesbian literature which i did not know um so that's very exciting for us i'm looking forward to that me too i'm like i really want to read stiff it's been on my tbr for like years now but because I've been in such a reading slump, I'm like, will I be able to get through it right now? I don't yeah. Know. So that's why I'm like half and half on it. Right. Maybe I'll come next week and surprise you guys with something else. We don't know. We never there's, know. There's no shortage of body horror on your shelf. No. No. Not so we'll be okay. Um, And next week is also the episode before... Halloween so it'll kind of be like our Halloween episode mm-hmm. which we're excited about um we love Halloween like we said this whole season's gonna be really spooky ooky I think just because of who we are um but next love week we love it we love that's it for me that's all she wrote see you next week bye guys Kinda quiet. Kinda quiet. Kinda quiet.